You're watching No Go Zone with Henry. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. It is Wednesday, the 8th of November, 2023. Thank you for tuning in. If you're joining us live, we do apologize for being a little bit late and gay. That's what uh, happens sometimes. We'll do a good show for you to hear, uh, for you here today. So we found uh, found some good stuff. I think we'll fit in here a little bit later. But uh, it is a it is a jam-packed show. We have a lot to get to. However, I wanted to start on a lighter note here today. So if you do, uh, if you do, uh, don't mind me. Let me. Uh, Play this one for you. This kind of kind of summarizes the situation with the, the the rage the rage breathing with the occasional anti-white slurs in between. Uh, I put it on a Telegram, so you might have seen it there. But uh, pretty funny. Black people, the insurrection, racism. <laughs> Whoever did that, it did a really good job. There's another one here too. Check this out. Here's some of the the white rage uh, <clears throat> breather here. Can we have a? Can we? Can we do a few more of those? I kind of, kind of enjoy those. I, I think with the occasional word thrown in, I think that's even better, to be honest. Uh, all right. Anyway, a lot to get to today. Serious business, folks. Uh, here <clears throat> at the gates uh, at Red Eyes. If you are new, I'm Henrik. Welcome, Red Eyes TV, Red Eyes members Check that out. Uh, we are going to talk a little bit about the. Uh, well, it's a continuation of the situation, of course. What with really what the Israel war has uh, triggered, uh, a lot of responses right to this. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Very. Very white army ad as well, the U.S. Uh, army ad. Uh, you might have seen it, but uh, it is uh, pretty pretty great. Some of the replies to it as well. Uh, lots of good uh, thumbs down, uh, you know, ratioing going on with those videos as well. Uh, and uh, continuing buyer's remorse, it looks like, with all these uh, Jewish activists, uh, open borders activists. Uh, you know, in some cases, some Jewish leftist activists as well. They're kind of looking uh, at the whole situation right now and wondering... What's uh, are we having second thoughts here? Is this uh, was this was this really good for us? It's one of those help, you know, white man. Can you can you help us now? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if uh, if uh, they will come to the rescue. I want to talk. Speaking of that, by the way, I, I do want to talk about Tommy Robinson a little bit later too. So there's uh, this coming weekend in the UK. There's uh, what do they call it? Remembrance Day. Uh, I think there's another word for it. Uh, and uh, basically, uh, you know, uh, honoring the the uh, veterans that died in the uh, two world wars. Maybe maybe uh, those in the UK knows this. Maybe it extends further. It's you know a- a- anybody in some of the recent wars over the last couple of hundred years or something. But mostly, it's probably World War One and Two, as far as I uh, remember. Anyway, so there's a pro Palestinian uh, you know protest that's going to happen at that point. Do you like the Do you like the image there? By the way, <clears throat> maybe I should take that. Away. <laughs> it's 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 not uh, it's not bad. 1500s Mona Lisa versus uh, 2023. Uh, all right. Anyway, uh, so there's a, a pro-Palestinian uh, protest, and so now uh, the other side here, which is not only going to be like the anti-immigrant side, maybe the anti-Muslim side, the anti, you know, uh, replacement side in the UK, but the staunch like pro-Zionist, pro-Israeli faction uh, with Tommy Robinson. Uh, as the uh, at least one of the heads of that pack, it's going to go out and kind of counter protest that protest. Uh, so we could see a lot of shit popping off in the UK this weekend. Uh, so that's on the 11th, I believe. Right? Was on the 11th? Uh, yes, Saturday, the 11th of November. So we're going to look at kind of the preamble to that right now, as that's heating up a little bit too. Uh, and then we have some other stuff as well. But uh, anyway, uh, good show lineup as usual. If you do want to join us. Interstream.live slash Red Eyes TV. That's up and running. We also have Odyssey and Rumble. 
uh, rants. We got a couple here. Der Schirusker today and tomorrow is exactly, yes, I have a story on this later, exactly 100 years ago since the München Beer Hall Putsch. Hail to all the comrades who will remember either in München or at home. So I know that the uh, current uh, head there in Germany, Olaf Scholz, came out and like, we have to stop, uh, we have to stop racism. You know, we have, I have a thing on that later. Um, but it's like, do you like, do you like, do you like Germany the way it is now? Because all that is like, everything that's happened is to, you know, pay back for like uh, m- m- Nazis, essentially, right? Uh, but yeah, thank you for the reminder there, Shirusker. Uh, it is indeed uh, the anniversary of there, of that. Sup Ninjas, says uh, Bitcoin Crypto and Gaming News. Thank you. Uh, everything good? Not sure if we have any nin- Do we have any ninjas with us here today? Maybe we do. All right. Let's begin with the, uh, the ad here then. U.S. Army. Be all you can be, right? Uh, comrades. Now, the c- collectivism. Obviously, the military has always been this, right? But how many ads have we played of them... You know, with their with their gay stuff and their the the recruitment ads, no whites in them, and uh, of course you had this massive push overall of getting you know quote unquote racists or white nationalists out of the U.S. military and other law enforcement agencies and things like this too. There's been uh, uh, you know hearings about this kind of stuff and what do we how do we do to get them out? This was one of the Tuberville scandals, right? Was about. He was like, well, an American is a white nationalist. And of course, he didn't he didn't get this straight, but whatever. So anyway, uh, so now, now, ladies and gentlemen, now white man can indeed apply. Help white man. We need you to go and die for our, you know, for Israel, for wars, essentially. Right. That's what this is about. Check out the ad here. 30 seconds, uh, pure gold here. Stand up. Stand up, white man. Time to be airdropped over Gaza. Your greatest victories are never achieved alone. Collectivism, white nationalism, be all you can be. Go die for Israel. I mean, not really white nationalism, but you know what I'm saying, though, right? Be all you can be. Together we can take on any challenge. You mean like the uh, like Hamas, Hamas? Jump into the unlimited army possibilities as at B or two be all you can be. So they have a link there. No time for diversity now that it's wartime. Hi guys, be all you can be for Israel. Sorry, we are white. You're on your own. Uh, you recruited and promoted obese troons. They can fight your war for Israel. Is this uh, some audio on this one here? How about no? <laughs> Not bad. Where are all the drag queens you've been recruiting for the last few years? This ad gets an F in diversity. Eh, it's all right. You could have gone harder there, Mark, but uh, whatever. The cool thing about the army is that once you're in, they'll pay for you to cut your cock off <laughs> paragliders. With World War III in the pipeline, only white men are needed or wanted. Uh, anyway, this went on. I'm not fucking dying for Israel. Bro, I'm straight up not dying for Israel. Anyway, this is on. Uh, imagine joining the gay U.S. Army to go die for Israel. Uh, this one was good. You will go to war and you will be happy. Because that's that's kind of really the, the ad there, right? He's a little bit afraid in the beginning, right? Let's check that out again. He's a little worried, right? Look at that nerve. He's clutching his pack, his, pearl, his pearls in his pack there. Stand up, you know, it's like, and then you do it as a group together. 
Uh, he's scared, a little sweaty there, but then at the end, whew, breathe, breathe out. Oh, I can do this. And then the emotional music. They're, they're, these are focus grouped, like you, these types of ads, like like nothing you've ever seen, right? And then here, he's happy at the end, right there. That's all they need. They need a togetherness, camaraderie, right? White men, we can do. We can do this, guys. You will go die for Israel, and you will be happy. And I just like that they're getting ratioed really hard. Here's the uh, YouTube version. 3.2 thousand thumbs down. Uh, 338 up. I haven't checked out uh, any of the comments. I wish the LGBTQ POC women's all the best in their fight for Israel. See, it's people are noticing. It's a, an awful lot of noticing going on. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's funny. If you're a white man fighting age, uh, fighting age, stay home so you can provide for and defend your family and community. You are worth your blood, sweat, and sacrifice. 1.1 thousand thumbs up. Uh, I would like to join the military, but as a white heterosexual male, I don't want to take opportunities away from minorities. That's right. Don't die for Israel, men. Defend your families. Never forget what we're fighting for, the USS Liberty. <laughs> I will not die for Biden. I will not die for, die for open borders. I will not die for Ukraine, and I will not die for Israel. Uh, as a white man, I must bow out and make room for the brave LGBTQ MAP plus BIPOC future soldiers who will no doubt do this country proud. Uh, diversity is our strength, so you need more diversity. I recommend 100% diversity for the most strength possible. Anyway, as you can see, this uh, this does go on. It's uh, it's very good. I don't uh, I don't mind it. <coughs> it's actually excellent seeing this. Uh, all right. So speaking about whites being replaced, uh, this was circulating. I think it's worth playing it. Uh, Bill Maher talking about the uh, issue here over uh, replacement in London. Of course, we'll go back to the UK a little bit later in the show. Uh, talk about this thing heating up with Tommy Robinson. Uh, but let's begin here with uh, another Jewish activist here in the media, uh, Bill Maher, uh, talking about uh, what's going on in the UK and specifically London, right? But uh, with the replacements, actually. It's actually great. Just it's just change, just natural change, guys. But in 1984, I remember walking around London, like it was all white. It was all white. But you go outside of London that's, now. But, but now it's totally changed. It went from. I read this in Andrew Sullivan's column. It went from in 50 years. It went from 86 um, percent white to 36 percent white. Now, this is not a complaint. See, if we were conservatives, this would be like a lament. Great. It's a fact. It's a fact. It's a fact. And, it's, and it's a happy fact. And I, if you can't just discuss don't, it. Just don't tell me we're living in a year we're not living in. We're living in the year when London is mostly people of color. Yes, it is. And I'm applauding. And why? Yep. Happy for you. Happy, happy for you. it. Okay. But I'll... let's live in the year we're living in. It's... It's the current year, ladies and gentlemen. It's just that it's just just the way it is. It just happened. It just there it is. Oh, look, London is not white majority, non white. It just it just sprung up out of nowhere for no reason. Does anybody is this uh, is this like the uh, Osborne woman or so? Who is this? Is this uh, is that? Am I mistaking that? Both Jews here. Yeah, who is the other woman here? Isn't that what the, the she looks like the Osborne woman? May, may, it's probably not, but the plastic surgery is hard to see. Go to Windsor, Windsor Castle, okay? 
and the town of... I don't think he has. she has that dialect, does she? No, maybe she does. Of course, it's called Windsor. And it used to be, when I was a kid, all English tea shops with China and everybody used to go right. there for afternoon tea. Right. <laughs> and you'd go to Windsor Park and watch some polo. And now you go around there, there's no more fucking tea shops. <clears throat> it's just ooga booga, fuck whitey, like all over. Right. None of that. Right. It's Arabic restaurants. Right. It's Jamaican restaurants. Right. It's Chinese. It right. is a complete just... and utter melting and pot. <laughs> it's a melting pot, and it just happened, folks. And it's great. And it's great. It's great. And there's always going to be some people, and we can't hate them for it, who remember the tea shop, and that's their memories of their youth and where they first, like, fell in love or whatever. And so they're going to be nostalgic for it. Mm -hmm. And that you can't hate. <laughs> You're going to be nostalgic because it's just really about the tea shops. At the, at the end of the day, it's just kind of about the, the attributes, the thing that kind of just sprung up around white culture. It's not that the erasure of white culture has happened and now there's nothing left of it, including the people itself. And the memories are, are, are being erased as well. Statues are being torn down. No, it's just about this couple of tea shops. Sure, it's a couple of Arabs now and some other thing. But this is really, really great things. And it's just it's just progress of the modern world. Okay? That's uh, change happens, TM. Them because they're like, I don't recognize my country anymore. Because in the Brexit vote, there was a lot of that. People said that. People who've lived in England their whole of life. Course. And the, of course. the old village green England's like. The traditional it, things and, have gone. Right. And, but we still have the royal family that is way too traditional. Right. It's way too. I love but, them, but you know, they're way too traditional. It needs to right. cut back no, on the my, shit. My <laughs> like, that's. You can't. It, not that that's any. It's almost worse with them, right? Actually, in fact, I have a clip with. Uh, maybe I should have played that now, but King Charles, right? looking forward and you know 25 agenda 2030 and looking towards 2050 absolute zero shit right what do you mean what the hell do you mean too traditional uh, one of the sons went to ma marry some uh, attention seeking uh, you know <laughs> halfer right uh, they're all counter signaling all the time the britain no they're not that's not like they're standing up for the british people or anything like that um I, th those in fact you, if, as far as i'm concerned you could throw those to the wolves Anyway, it's just, it's incredible, these, these fucking people. To those people is always, sorry, but that's life on earth. Mm -hmm. Things. That's right. It's just change. Change. Yeah, Nothing change. stays the Nothing same. Nothing stays and the if same. You, if you, you gotta, stay the same, right. you're left behind. Now, you don't have to like the change, but you can't just stand there in the middle of the street and go, stop, <clears> I'm <throat> standing athwart change. It just doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. Change is is going to come mm -hmm. and it's going to roll over you it's going to roll over you that's right it's just it's going to crush you right it's like a uh, <clears throat> like a what do you call it a, st a steamroller right is that what you call it in the in the uh, in english <laughs> steamroller some some shit like that but the, the israeli bulldozer is going to roll over you with its progress it's how you deal with it that's right you know yes. you can move you know how you, how you cope you can move listen to that last line here here we go this is great stuff here Deal with it. That's right. You know, you can move. You'll have to, maybe. Yeah. You know, um, it's sad. Maybe it would be a better choice to try to adapt to what's new. <clears throat> you can move. All right. Now do uh, now do Israel, Bill Maher. Uh, 
it's amazing how they just this is just it's just an accident. Nothing. There's no plan behind anything, right? This is just just what it is. There's no particular activism in the UK that has enabled all of this, right? You, in fact, you want to go back to the the poem, right? It was a British Jew, Israel Zangwill, that wrote the Melting Pot, right? This was not a concept concept that existed before. Uh, and of course, in the I, I assume it's the same in the UK. I know you have. Uh, Darren Aronowicz, uh, uh, right, is a, a famous uh, calling everybody racist, right, and uh, advocating for open borders. Of course, we covered David Collier recently in the member show, the Western Warrior show that we did, and, and, and before that as well. Labor politician, Jewish activist calling everybody a racist, right, for, for uh, complaining on the demographics. And now, of course... David Collier flees to Israel <laughs> as soon as soon as the temperature heats up a little bit against some of these guys, right? When they're in that situation, well, they can go to their backup country. They can they actually can move, right? They can go to Israel. N- never mind the people that are young enough to be conscripted, like Netanyahu's son, of course. No, he goes and hides in Miami. He's in Miami Beach right now. Uh, but someone like David Collier is he's too old to be conscripted, right? So he can go to Israel uh, and actually hide. I'm sure a, a Bill Maher would eventually go do something like that as well. Uh, what was the other? What was the other British? I mean, there's so many of them, right? I, I know that there's other. There's uh, there's Christian groups. There's just commie groups, lefty groups that advocate for open borders in the UK as well. Uh, but we have to talk about the disproportionality, right? In terms of there is a very small clique of people uh, that have act, uh, you know, done activism for open borders. Uh, and it's been one of the most, um, you know, effectful, essentially, one of the most uh, uh, powerful groups in this matter. I forget what her name was. She was talking recently, maybe I can find it li- later, about how uh, Brit- British identities, you know, doesn't exist or whatever the hell it was she was saying again. Uh, but listen to this. this is another Bill Maher classic here. She, he brings in Sarah Silverman here. So as soon as it's, and it's kind of, you know, speaks a little bit what we're going to be talking about today as well, kind of some of the themes here. If it's inconvenient... If it's like, you know, Jewish activists doing something, well, then we have to we have to just call them white guys. Check this out. Move on to this other issue. Well, Joe- listen, Don Sterling's Jewish. I mean, <laughs> it's hard to not be good for the Jews. <laughs> and boy, that is embarrassing. You're saying he doesn't represent well. Is that David from? Is that who that is in the middle doing that there? Like shut up, so the silent sign. Look at the, look at this. Is that David from? <laughs> Can I get a confirmation of that in chat? <laughs> That's David Frum, isn't it? Well, listen, Don Sterling's Jewish. I mean, it's hard to not be good for the Jews. And boy, that is embarrassing. You're saying he doesn't represent well for the Jewish people? I mean, yeah, and people could still say, this Jewish guy, whoa, keep it down. He's (laughs) more of a a rich old white guy. Right, he's a rich old white guy. So true, yeah. Not not attractive to you, huh? Well, I didn't say it wasn't attractive to me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think that is David Frum in the middle there, which makes that uh, even uh, well, not funnier maybe, but uh, even grosser. Yeah. So that's. Uh, so that that's what the, that's what they do. Just hide. Just hide. Call them. Call them white when it's um, you know advantageous. Otherwise, yes, it's uh, it's just it's it's an accident. Here's another example. Right, we've covered this now in the last few shows, not this specifically, but these types of themes that we're seeing from many Jewish activists that, of course, have their they had were quiet. Right, they held they, their mouths were shut for the longest time, and in fact, many of them 
called people like you and me uh, who are talking you know talking down to open borders and, and criticizing it and standing up for ourselves standing up for our own people saying that we don't want to be replaced they called us racists and nazis for as long as they could to inflict as much damage for as long as possible and send and then later when it's not advantageous for them they go to israel they can flee they have a backup country where's the british going to go right where's the uh, people in london going to go right Oh, you can go out on the country. Oh, until the, it spreads further, <laughs> until it, cont- it just continues nonstop, right? Anyways, look at this. This is appalling. A German daycare center named after Anne Frank is changing its name. German media reports that parents want the center to push a message more focused on international diversity. <laughs> Hear that? They are promoting diversity by erasing Jews. Yeah. Is, is it a problem now? Now, right? We do. Where you speak? Maybe this one was. I, I don't know who this is. Aviva Klump ass. I don't know who that is, but maybe, uh, maybe she was speaking up uh, when uh, you know uh, <laughs> the statues of old white men were ripped down or schools being renamed. Right? This shit started like in South Africa. Well, I mean, it started you know earlier than that, but I'm saying like in recent memory on the attack of of whatever white country that white people had set up, Europeans had set up. Uh, you know, changing street names and things like this, and now we've come full circle, and uh, and and now there's like, well, I mean, there's still white things to rip down, but I guess now the 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 leftists, right, the woke madness, the pro Hamas, pro Palestinian crowds, are just like, well, here's these other white supremacist groups, uh, the Israelis, the the Jews. Let's also go after them. <laughs> and it's like, ironically, we're like, well, you helped to, to bring that environment about. And in fact, we have some uh, very revealing comments about that a little bit later on, too, in terms of uh, Charlie Kirk, our favorite, favorite Zionist uh, uh, group. Right? Here's another one. Check this one out. Speaking about moving, right? Um, let me just play it for you. You'll, you'll hear. Um, it's very fucking annoying because I I can't find housing because this shit's way too expensive. Because y'all crackers keep fucking coming here for no goddamn reason. Move the fuck back. Y'all are annoying. Nobody wants you here. Um, it's very fucking annoying because <clears throat> I. I assume that's just somewhere in uh, in America, obviously. But uh, you know that's that's what it is, right? Uh, that's right. It's it's white people's fault. Just move the move the fuck back. For no damn reason. Uh, sorry, sorry, we, we don't have a backup continent right now. I mean, it used to be uh, Europe, right, if we're talking about America. But uh, regardless, well, I mean, America is really a European outpost at the end of the day. Uh, but you see, how the, you see how this works, this dynamic? Well, you can just, uh, you can just, uh, you can just move. You're, you're, you know, we're the occupiers. Even in Europe, we're the occupiers <laughs> to, to, like, to the Muslim hordes that are, like, pro-Palestinian now. It's, it's funny how that works. And then, of course, it was a number of these Jewish leftist activists that have programmed a lot of these people. They've driven these messages in the media for a few decades, and now it's coming back and, and, and biting them in the ass. Uh, here's another one I came across. Um, you know, remember how everyone played that clip with George Carlin? And it's like, it's a big club, and you ain't in it. So it was like kind of the truther crowd, the conspiracy folks, even the uh, kind of ANCAP type people. They loved uh, George Carlin. Uh, and, of course, someone uh, found this clip here. Turns out he's another, uh, just another anti-white piece of shit. Who could have known? No, you, uh, for, uh, for uh, a person that started out, uh, was raised in Harlem, mm-hmm. to now finding yourself uh, celebrating your career in, of all places, Aspen, yeah. I can't think of two 
more antithetical places than Harlem and Aspen. Aspen, way too many whites. Way too many whites. Way too many whites. In fact, go around the world, way too many whites, even though they're outnumbered, way too many. <laughs> I can't wait until the brown and the black people begin showing up in the big war canoes to get their stuff back. Wouldn't that be fun? Isn't that going to be great? Because they're already showing up in England, you know, all that colony stuff, the chickens are coming home to roost. Hey, the food stump, man! The food stump! They're all going back. And it'll happen, because the big blue-eyed man from the north is going to have to pay the price. <laughs> that's right. If uh, uh, Symbolically, we should all wear pilgrim suits. Yes, that's yes. right. Um, <clears throat> there you go. That's the uh, the great hero there, George Carlin, for you. How about that? Ah, uh, yep. Big surprise. They all. Uh, they all. Uh, it's just on a on a long enough time scale, or or uh, if you're exposed enough to, to enough clips by them, is that the right term? Uh, they will. Uh, they will reveal themselves, right? Uh, speaking to the issue of uh, replacement as well. Here's, of course, the greatest ally of many of these conservatives, uh, at least in the U.S. Right? Well, I mean, it's true in most Western countries, I think, too. Um, but uh, sticking to America specifically, American Jews prefer Muslims to the Christian right. From Jerusalem Post, remember that one? And here's a clip. Uh, this is speaking to, I think, England, Germany, Sweden, countries like that as well. Uh, subtitled here, check this out. If you listen to the news, let me uh, subtitle that for you there, or uh, narrate that really, the uh, subtitle. If you listen to the news, then you've heard that Muhammad is the most popular name in the United Kingdom, right? So we want it to be the most popular name in the United Kingdom. There should be lots of Muhammads in Britain, in Sweden, in France. Not here. Not here. That's what we want. There you go. That's your uh, your greatest ally right there for you, for the uh, conservatives uh, in the uh, U.S. that are now kvetching, right, about the Muslims there. Uh, here's uh, here's uh, here's one of them, right? Charlie Kirk at the kvetching wall. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Uh, and there he is, uh, 2.5 million views. I think this one was, was he ratioed a little bit on this one? Yeah, this one, uh, this is a good clip too. We've played this a few times. Check this out. I reject this idea of dual loyalty. I have loyalty to ideas. And of course I love the Grand Canyon. I love the Rocky Mountains and I love Boston. And I love Chicago. But if all that disappeared and all I had was ideas and we were on an island, that's America. That's Israel. And that, that's what people have to realize, that America is just a placeholder for timeless ideas. And if you fall too in love with, you know, oh, the specific place and all this, that's, you know, that's not what it is. Israel will be the exception because there is a holy connection. I reject this idea. <laughs> yep, he's spelling it out, right? Marxist Zionism, Israel, Israel's often forgotten socialist past. Yeah, they had kibbutzes and shit like that, too. What is this about Charlie? Hannah with some good, uh, <laughs> some good, some good replies to this too. Shabbos Goy slave. Yeah, well, I guess it was being uh, ratioed. <clears throat> oh, that's right. This is uh, the one I was linked up here too. Yeah, how did this? Uh, how did this happen? Of course, because he's been outspoken on this, right? In terms of uh, the pro-Palestinian, uh, you know, protests and things like that. And so he had a clip recently, Charlie Kirk. Uh, Con Inc., uh, you know, uh, one of the one of the kind of higher profile names within conservative Inc. movement in the U.S., right? He had a clip here where he he comes so he, he's so close yet so far away. It's fascinating how this works. 
But listen to this in terms of like cultural Marxism and who's behind it. Check this out. Here's what Democrats are going to, what Jewish Democrats or Jews in general are going to have to make a decision. Until you crush the cultural Marxist lens of which they view the world, you will never actually be able to build support for Israel. You cannot subsidize support and play footsie with cultural Marxism and have a future for the state of Israel. So you have to choose. And Jews have been some of the largest funders of cultural Marxist ideas and supporters of those ideas over the last 30 or 40 years. Oh, shit. He said it. Wow. Okay. We're getting somewhere. However, however, right? So he's so, so, he's so close here. But he still, he still falls in the trap, right? Why? Why? Because it's not about white countries. It's about Israel. <laughs> That's what it's about. They, these people want to destroy woke, wokeness, and, and and yes, I mean that's an outshoot really of cultural Marxism. We've we've mentioned that in the last few shows here. Uh, it, it just kind of it's inseparable, right? I mean, you you go back to some of the Jewish academics early on, Frankfurt School, then you get to they moved out because of Nazis, and then uh, they got to uh, Columbia University. Uh, you know, social the social sciences. They uh, start with a critique movement overall, right? A culture of critique. That whole thing, leftism, Marxism, cultural Marxism, the infects universities, education, entertainment, all of it, essentially. Uh, and, of course, this is just, you know, wokeness is, is just an outshoot of that, right? So you can't separate them, really. But they want to destroy that. They want to destroy woke and leftism because it's not good for Israel <laughs> at the end of the day. It's not because it's bad for white countries. Well, maybe they might grant you as much saying, well... We need to save white countries so they can stand up for Israel. And so we can have all these white guys, time back to the first topic, really, of the, of the U.S. Army ad, right? So that all these white people can remain in the majority and go fight Israel, you know, fight Muslims for the protection of Israel, rather. That's what they want. It's incredible. Stop supporting causes that hate you. Now you might say, well, you know, how is one thing applied to the other? If you train a generation, if you everything through an oppressor-oppressed lens, they will apply that lens to the Israel-Hamas conflict. The same way that they apply it to the police issue, the gender issue, good guy, bad guy, somebody on top, somebody on bottom. Until you cleanse... And <clears throat> you mean the, the Holocaust uh, narrative? I- Excuse me, Charlie, there. You mean the narrative that... Jews haven't used the uh, the victim uh, hierarchy method. <laughs> you, can, you can extend this however long. Uh, the Holocaust, whatever. Pogroms, right? Expulsions in Europe and stuff. Of course, that's always been used, uh, you know, as the excuse. Or like, well, you know, Nazism. Or the, this is the reason why whites can't, you know, organize, essentially, right? Uh, if we have nationalism and ethnically homogenous countries, then it will turn into pogroms and train cars before you know it. Blah, blah, blah. I think all that's bullshit, but regardless, whatever. Uh, oh, so you're saying your your preservation instincts overrides ours, and therefore we have to replace ourselves? I, you know what I think it comes down to? I think it comes down to this, that they... Leftist Jew, there is, I mean, it's kind of a misnomer, right, having this left-right thing, but, but, it, but it's to some extent true. They are very... They're very well organized and very, 
they get together and they fight for causes very well and they stand by each other's side until they don't right and there are those moments there there you could argue a little bit even now right with netanyahu's you know judicial overhaul there's a lot of protests and stuff like that it's not always you know uh, you know kind of a very uh, you know, a, a homogenized group in that sense that they agree on every issue, right? There is a lot of infighting. There's different religious sects and stuff. Orthodox. You have the Reformed Judaism. You have the leftist one. Uh, however, in many regards, they do have, they have come together, kind of a, just like what Jonathan Greenblatt mentioned in that clip, right? It's it doesn't matter if you're leftist Jew, essentially. Uh, you 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 prayed to uh, to Zion, right? Let me remind you with the clip here a little bit of what he said. Um, I think that's true. But until but until the schism comes, then they're not as united as it might seem. But right now, it might simply be that some of these you know leftists, um, Jewish activists that are you know very pro open board, and yes, you have the orthodox kind of you know click there too, and and the, the, then it gets into the religious uh, religious kind of uh, uh, you know destruction of of Edom and you know building the third temple and these kinds of things. But they play off on each other, right? That that still benefits. Like okay, you might not, you might have a different idea of what the outcome of this is going to be but at least on this issue we agree and so they push in the same direction so leftist use i think they maybe they maybe they hate and despise europeans more than they love israel so they don't care if we are replaced but what a charlie kirk here is 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 quetching about is of course that now this is the, the leftist programming is beginning to bite them in the ass and he correctly recognizes right uh, where that has primarily been coming from, and the vast overrepresentation, right? If you just two uh, percent of the population or whatever they are in the U.S. is it, are they about two? Uh, and account for what, like sixty percent of the activism, maybe more, maybe slightly less. I'm not sure. It's hard to uh, quantify that exactly. But it's a disproportionate, vast overrepresentation, right? Which makes it, of course, a, 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 an issue and an element that has to be especially looked at. And let's finish up the clip here with Charlie first. Until you cleanse that ideology from the hierarchy and the academic elite of the West, there will not be a safe future. I'm not going to say Israel won't exist, but Israel will be in jeopardy as long as the Western children, children of the West, are being taught with primarily Jewish dollars subsidizing it to Shit. do everything through oppressor-oppressed dynamic. Until you shed that ideology... You will not be able to build the case for Israel because they view Israel as an oppressor. So the question is, I don't think it's a question. I think he, the, the, the concern is now being raised because it's not good for Israel. See how this works? So see how dishonest it is? So see, see how close up against the edge they can come, but they cannot cross over that threshold. And they will never do it. Because its ultimate interest is is Israel, essentially. <laughs> and is that religious? Is it because he's on the payroll of these? Who knows exactly what the what the reasoning is there? But it's fascinating, right? Here's uh, here's Greenblatt, in case you missed that clip, right? of of him talking about it doesn't matter if you're like religious or leftist, whatever. We we all pray to Zion. Listen to this here: that Jewish people should be able to live in their ancestral homeland. That is an ideology which is now common on college campuses. It's common in some corridors of power. We have people in Congress like Rashida Tlaib who professes this idea. And then, by the way, it's common in some newsrooms. We see this with the copy editors and some other people making decisions. But anti-Zionism, I've long said, is anti-Semitism. I was wrong. Anti-Zionism is genocide. And what I mean is, <laughs> if you so dehumanize Zionists, 
By the way, every Jewish person is a Zionist. You might not believe in the political project of the state of Israel, but every Saturday morning, like for me yesterday, you open your prayer book and it talks about Zion. It talks about Jerusalem. Jews have been praying to Jerusalem for 2,000 years. 2,000 years. But here's the point. Zionism is whether you're a religious Jew going to synagogue every day or you're just a cultural Jew who even thinks of themselves as an atheist. Zionism is embedded in our tradition. It's fundamental to our existence. And so for the anti-Zionist who says all Zionists are evil, all Zionists are bad, the Zionist project is wrong, that leaves us in a very weird position. Very weird position. Oh, really now, Jonathan? Okay, so it's blood and soil for them. And now, of course, they're rolling around like, wait a minute, what's going on at these college campuses? Uh, and furthermore, how did we get there? What happened? Uh, even Ben Shapiro rolled around here. Multiculturalism may very well be the downfall of Western civilization itself. Where is this Facebook? Where's the post at? It's probably Facebook, right? They're big on, they're big on Facebook, these guys. So, takes us back to this famous uh, you know, tweet of his, uh, who cares about the so-called browning of America. In fact, he even did, uh, they did a clip uh, on this. This has got to be, is this, this got to be more than eight months ago. But anyway, this clip was posted eight months ago. Oh, snap. Ben Shapiro goes toe to toe with student on the, quote, browning of America, unquote. Let's listen. Why are you equating white or race with culture? Why are you saying these are the same thing? He's going to, he's going to lecture a little student here. Remember when he talked to uh, the British, uh, British host, what's his name again? Andrew, Andrew something. He got schooled and walked off. It was was hilarious. That you didn't care about people's concern about the browning of America. Which now he does. In my opinion, is essentially not caring about the issue of illegal immigration. No, that's not right. Well, sorry, go ahead. (laughs) and, and, And yet you support Israel's ethno state by stating that Judaism must be preserved since elements like this uh, uphold Jewish national identity and culture, which I don't mind. But the fact that, you know, you don't care about the demographic change in America is kind of concerning because, you know, we're all Americans here, right? Okay. And, you know, I, the question is, do you want our nation to end up like a third world country such as Brazil or a disaster like Germany and Sweden right now? Okay, so Brazil's a second world country. Uh, technically, it's a developing country. It's not like a fully underdeveloped country. Uh, okay, well, okay. Oh, great. Oh, great. <clears throat> Looking forward to the favelas, uh, Benny. Or a failed state. Then why, uh, is, why is there a far-right candidate winning at the moment? I mean, if you want to argue Brazilian politics, I agree that Brazilian politics have been dominated by the, the far left, but I'm not sure that that's of tremendous interest. Let's talk about the first question. And okay, when I Bolsonaro, say- right? That's a reference, which, of course, is, you know, he wants to move the embassy and he's super gung-ho Israel supporter. But that's a, that's a different issue. I don't care about the browning of America. What I mean is I don't care about ethnicity. It doesn't mm-hmm. make any difference to me. Of course. The does. only thing that makes a difference to me is the ideals of the people who are coming across the border. Now, when people say <laughs> I am pro-illegal immigration, I do not know where in the hell they would possibly get that. This seems to when people repeat when people repeatedly say stuff like this. Let's not let's not hair split here, right? It's like illegal versus le- it all leads to the same thing, right? It doesn't matter if you have the, a piece of paper or not with you that the change is going to happen. This is a this is a debate. They want to get you stuck in those in those weeds. Oh no no of course oh I'm for legal. It's that's great. It's like no <laughs> fuck legal immigration. Stop it right now. Uh, otherwise. What's happening right now is going to happen, and it's going to continue to happen, and eventually white people are going to be gone. It's going to be nothing left of these countries. 
Like, and I see this meme all the time. Oh, Shapiro cares about a Jewish ethnostate, but he, but he doesn't care about illegal immigration. I was further right than Donald Trump was ooh, in the last. Ooh, illegal immigration. What about what about legal migration? Election Penny? cycle on illegal immigration. I opposed the 2006 amnesty deal. I opposed the 2010 amnesty deal. I have I've consistently been anti-legal immigration. I supported the wall. This is just a lie. The idea that I'm pro-illegal immigration is not true in the slightest. What I have said is that we ought to deal with how to stop the influx of illegal immigration and then deal with the people who are here and separate off the two issues. And when it comes to the folks who are here illegally, what we should do is we should assess those folks in the same way we assess everybody else coming into the country. Are they going to add economically to the country and culturally to the yeah, country? Because Israel's bank, also known as the United States of America, of course, needs to be doing well economically. Here, here's what this comes back. We come back to that, right? I think their hatred of Edom uh, or Europe, Western civilization, it's greater than the love of Israel. Of, of sorts, e even among a Ben Shapiro of, uh, of sorts, right? Because this is, of course, what we're looking at. This is the, the meme here, right? If this continues to go on, there'll be there'll be no one left to help. Right? <laughs> it's like you replace whites. That's it. Civilization over, essentially, right? Uh, I'm not sure wh where these people think that they're going to be in that uh, in in that future. This, there is going to be is it some prophecy thing? What, what what's going on with that, right? Everybody's going to need, uh, you know, help. Up until this point, we've, we're the one who've been paying for like the, the, the third world and all the aid and all these things that white people are doing, carrying the bad, you know, the, the world on our shoulders like Atlas, for Christ's sake. Essentially. Everybody needs help. To us. It's a human right to have, you know, uh, access to white people, essentially. That, that's, that's the morality of where we're at right now. And of course, what happens is that everybody will suffer at the end. And that's, and that's not the reason why we need to preserve Western civilization, European civilization, and white people overall. But you could argue if, if that's, that's the stance you need to take to be on our side, sure, do that. <clears throat> no, we need to be against it because it's because it's evil and it's wrong. <laughs> that's why. And it's it's been subversive. It's been a, an agenda. Our... Our good traits, our, our, our kindness have been used against us by many of these people. But anyway, again, rolling around to this, now, multicult now multiculturalism is, is questioned by these people. Uh, and of course, they, they, they've, you know, many of these leftists, Jews, as we said, but they've, they've been adamant about opening the borders and replacing us, right? They've been activists for decades now in some of our countries. And there's other activist groups too, but this is a, this is a lot of them, right? And in fact, what they want to replace us in some cases too. They 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 openly brag about this, right? <clears throat> Jews will replace you. Remember these uh, some <laughs> screenshots we've showed before. Now this is not really what it's about, right? When someone writes it on their chest like this, uh, that's not. It's like okay, unless you're an open borders activist, yeah, sure, then then you will replace us or whatever. Uh, but we're talking about the the, the highest and the Barbara Specters, the higher up, not the not, not your average, you know, street activist or whatever. Uh, but we're talking about this, right? What's the name again? Gold uh, Goldstone. What was her name? Who, who wrote this piece? Could have had the author's name in that screenshot, by the way. But uh, no, the, the thing is, though, is they're losing, right? They're losing support uh, on the ground level among these younger generations. And will they look in the mirror and ask, well, how did this happen? Who did this? Will they take responsibility? Even if it's for, oh, I didn't speak up uh, you know, in time quickly enough, or 
I didn't speak up against those other Jewish activist groups that were obviously doing this. Or, oh shit, maybe I shouldn't have called all these groups, uh, you know, racist and Nazis for for opposing uh, the demographic change, which I also am against now because now it's not good for Israel. Here's some other uh, uh, fetching going on here. We've gotten to the point that police need to be called on Canadian university campuses. This is at uh, Concordia in, uh, where is this? Uh, Montreal here. To protect the safety of Jewish students from pro-Palestine protests, time for our politicians to start taking this seriously. When white people were beheaded or killed in, in, in Europe or Canada or America, did they care then? When our women were being raped, gang raped, when bombing bombs are going off in Sweden, when uh, immigrant refugees, asylum seekers, whatever from the third world or northern Africa or you know Middle East, Asia, whatever, you know, st- uh, steals a truck and, and drives into a crowd of people. Did they care then? Is that is that also not murder? No, it's just it's just now over the Palestine Israel issue. Anyway, here's the clip. You know, I, I don't feel any, I don't feel any sympathy here uh, at all whatsoever. Uh, to be honest, Archie says regarding Ben, the German Martin Luther was right on the Jews and their dot dot dot. Yeah, was it on their uh, on the Jews and their lies? I believe right was uh, Martin Luther's uh, book. I have not uh, read it actually. Maybe I should. Thank you, uh, Archie. Appreciate that. Uh, Peggy Bear, have to head out. Have a great stream. Hail Red Ice. Thank you, Peggy Bear. Appreciate that. Uh, it was good to see you. So. Look at this here. Here's the uh, the poll, right? They're losing these younger uh, generations now. And part of it, of course, is also because they're getting browner and browner. <laughs> so it's not just that it's like, oh, we're winning, you know, kind of thing. I see that a little bit here and there, too. It's like, oh, f- you know, the, boom- the, the, the boomer programming on Israel is, is losing its grip. And, and while that's true, you'll have a whole nother programming coming in here among the younger generations. This is uh, CNN, right? So this is uh, this is in America, where the below 18ths are already minority white. Are, are they going to have minority rights? Are, are the white kids in the United States of America, those of European descent, going to have a special minority status? Are they going to be included in the diversity, equity, inclusion programs and all this shit? Of course not. They'll have a boot on their necks if this continues. So now here, here we can see it going from the from 65-year-olds down to the 18 to 34-year-olds. 81% uh, for the boomers, right? 50 to 64, 56%. Uh, sorry, I should say what the, what the question is here, right? Israel's military response to Hamas attacks is fully justified by age. 65%, 81% agrees, 50 to 64, 56% agrees. The 35 to 49-year-olds, there we have 44% that agrees. 
that uh, Israel's military response to Hamas's attack was justified. And among the 18 to 34-year-olds, only 27% agrees. Now, part of that could be, you know, they see they see these videos online. They're not just watching CNN or Fox News or whatever. So they see these videos on social media about, like, blown-up kids and all that stuff. So that's part of it, too. But within that, you have that very staunch, like, the uh, the the ooga booga fuck whitey type of of programming that that's going on uh, undoubtedly, uh, and they see Israel as just a white supremacist uh, colonialist country essentially, and they include that it's that's white that's white slash Western culture <laughs> essentially right that's what that is. Oh man, speaking of uh, of uh, boomer Israel support, here's uh, we got to play it. Here is John Voigt. Check this out. I'm very disappointed that my daughter, like so many, has no understanding of God's honor, God's truths. This is about destroying the history of God's land, the Holy Land, the land of the Jews. This is justice for God's children of the Holy Land. Israel, the Israeli army, must protect thy soil, thy people. This is war. Blood, blood and soil here. John Voigt, blood and soil for the Jews. It's incredible. It's not going to be what the left thinks. It can't be civil now. Israel was attacked by inhuman terror on innocent babies, mothers, fathers, grandparents. And you fools calling Israel the problem. You should look at yourselves and ask, who am I? What, what am I? And ask God, am I learning the truths? Or am I being lied to and following everyone else? Because, my friends, the ones who understand truth see the lie. They see Israel has been attacked, and these animals want to wipe out Jews, Christians. They see that the Palestinians have not been neglected to finance. They've been given huge infusions of money that they didn't share with the people. They made weapons. Huge infusions of money. Is, <laughs> Hamas, Hamas, he's just talking about Palestine, but Hamas, what about, what about Israel? Have they not been getting huge infusions of money and from whom and on, on whose dime, etc.? It's just, they're never, they're never going to see. It's just, it's over. I think it's over for these guys. Instead, for their, their rage. The people of Israel care for people. They love, they cherish, something these animals don't understand. Well, my friends of all nations, justice will prevail because the power that Israel stands for, the ancient history of the sacred land that once stood with Moses and Jesus, the land that was given truth for justice for all, and Jesus sacrificed his life for the people. And Moses claimed the land, and Jericho was was dropped. Of course, we all want peace. We want love, don't we? But we can't can't be with these animals wanting Jews and Christians to be wiped from the earth. The lie that Israel is killing innocent people when all have free will to go, but they are prisoners of the barbaric country who use them as shields. These children of Palestinian soil are being used by these animals to make all think that Israel is taking lives when indeed this was Hamas' plan to create the war of evil versus good. Allow the force of truths 
and justice to bring us all together. Shouldn't he have a like an Israeli flag behind him as opposed to that American flag? Oh, maybe it's the same thing now to these guys. And recognize that Hamas and this deceit of their ruling is destroying their own people, not Israel. Israel's been attacked, and the Jewish people, who have suffered hardship for centuries, have shown great heroism for God. <clears throat> yes, they're not victims. Love, peace, survived peace. the Holocaust, and now this ah, mass yes. Holocaust. Of course. Israel, the land of purity of God's promise, is now standing up for her greatest victory. The chosen one, the Messiah, shall win this war. <clears throat> all right yeah so they're all upset uh that these uh the the, the gates have been opened right uh but they won't look at uh, they won't look at the deeper issue uh, at all in terms of why things are changing in america uh, the, the, the disproportionate influence uh of, of these activists right and things like that uh, and they just will not see. I mean, I don't, sure, the, uh, did Hamas do some, you know, uh, bad things? And it's like, yeah, I'm sure sure they did. Uh, but uh, they, they just will not see. In fact, Joan Voigt uh, has been promoting uh, the Noahide laws, you know, shit like this. He's completely aboard on, like, the religious train. Check this out here. There is no college campus here on the West Coast that doesn't have a Chabad house. But you know the Rebbe? There's not, it's not interesting. There's not a... Listen again. There is no college campus here on the West Coast that doesn't have a Chabad house. Ah, okay, interesting. So you have some other stuff going on at the uh, uh, campuses uh, in America too, huh? But you know the Rebbe, who continues to lead this movement of 5,000 Chabad houses across the globe, anywhere from Ghana to Babrysk, anywhere, Russia, here, there, everywhere. And the Rebbe came up with something, and the Rebbe said, what Maimonides speaks about, it's time now. We have to get everybody on board. All of God's creations from the whole world, Jewish, non-Jewish, we have to get them on board. What does that mean, on board? On the Noahide laws. That's right. For those that are God's wonderful, wonderful creations that are non-Jews, such as my brother John Voigt, there are seven Noahide commandments. And the seven white commandments, you'll explain to them, John, and I think you'll do a great job. How's that sound? That sounds pretty good. Okay. Uh, just uh, to let you know that uh, I never really met the Rebbe, but uh, I, did, uh, I did have a talk with him over the phone, and uh, I got instructions from him and encouragements to read the Noahide laws at, at uh -huh. the time. And, uh, and I did, and I was deeply moved to do so. Now, the, uh, the Gentiles, of which I am one, uh, have only seven laws that were required by, by our Creator, while the Jews have 613 laws that they have to follow. Don't feel left out, Mr. Yeah, Voigt. Yeah, Many of them have laws to do with the temple that's soon going to be rebuilt. Yeah. But it's not there yet. But there anyway, you go. <clears throat> well, they're uh, they're getting it. They're getting there. So we got we got what a Judaism light here with the normal. It's just a simplified, just these seven. It's really basic. Just uh, just just obey. All right. It's 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 a very wonderful thing to remind ourselves of of these laws. Here's the first one: acknowledge that there is only one God, who is infinite and supreme above all things. Do not replace that supreme being with finite idols be it yourself or other beings. This command 
This command includes such acts as prayer, study, and meditation. Number two, respect the Creator. As frustrated and angry as you may be, do not vent by cursing your Maker. Three, respect human life. Every human being... What's happening uh, right now in, uh, in the Gaza Strip? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, no hide laws. Pure no hide laws. ...is an entire world. To save a life is to save that entire world. To destroy a life... But, oh, that's right, that's right. <clears throat> there is a distinction here of who's considered to be human and who's not, right? And that you have the distinction of a, of, of a, uh, a life is worth differently depending on what ethnicity you do belong to you have you have th there's little tricks like that weaved into it right if you actually read like the uh the the, the non-translated uh, you know texts and things like that well you get a translated but you, you see what i'm saying right um there's uh, there's uh, there's a bunch of tricks like that destroy an entire world to help others live is a corollary of this principle and you can see that's what that's what the chabad does uh Four is to respect the institution of marriage. Marriage is a most divine act. The marriage of a man and a woman is a reflection of the oneness of God and his creation. Super based. Disloyalty in marriage is an assault on that oneness. Five, respect the rights and property of others. Be honest in all your business dealings. By relying... <clears throat> Such as if you have, I don't know, you have a, it's your house, you're, you're living in this house. And then, and then when someone comes in, because uh, another guy told you we should uh, we should take that house, and then uh, you say, well, you know, since I'm in your house now, <clears throat> can you give give me half? I actually give me three fifths. Actually, I'm going to need seven eighths of your house. <laughs> that's uh, that's private property right there. On God, rather than on your own conniving, we expressed our trust in Him as the provider of life. Anyway, a lot of this is about the eradication of like European ancient uh, native traditions or whatever. Anywhere around the world, they want this monotheistic Jewish, uh, you know, Yahweh uh, creature at the very top. Uh, for some reason, all over the world, and the Noahide laws uh, is, a, is an expression of that, that that we have to follow and bow down to. That ironically, it has this rainbow flag as kind of the uh, the symbol too, or the rainbow colors, right? Uh, let me see here. We got uh, Veritas six four six four. I think this is uh, rest and revolt. Loki's ladder over there. Hey, Henry, been busy and hot forty three Celsius yesterday. Holy shit, that's right. It's uh, heading heading to summer down there in the uh, in Australia. Ending uh, sending shiny black stone for her indoor purple Cooper uh, Cooper PD crystal. Uh, really interesting. Okay, I don't. I, I have to look that one up. Purple Cooper P. PD Crystal. Uh, P.O. Box Addy on Web Web Accurate. Yes, it is. Thank you. Uh, good to see you. Wow, that's that's awesome. You're getting started on that stuff. I, I gotta Google that and look that up what that is, but that, that sounds very uh, that sounds very cool. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Always good to see you. Veritas 6464 again here. Uh, big donuts from you. Thank you so much. Uh, so Rumble is fucking with my payments. Won't let me donate. <laughs> well, we appreciate you joining us over on Odyssey. Uh, Locust Lab. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. Hope everything is good down there. Stay cool, as always. Great to see you. Archie again says, I just ordered books by Charles Murray, Laurent Gounod, and uh, Mark Dice, and E. Michael Jones about race, Jews, and the Holocaust. Not one book of Dutton's was allowed into Canada. Really? I wonder what uh, will get to my door first, the books uh, or coppers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How, is that, how can they stop that? Can't you? 
You're telling me you can't order from like an international website or a British website or an American one or something like that and get it actually to that's that's incredible. I always want to see more on that actually. But anyway, okay, okay Archie, let, let us know. Let us know what uh, shows up first. <laughs> I guess uh, good stuff. Red uh, Red Wolf says Voigt is their little performing monkey on a string. Yeah, I mean, in the beginning of that clip we played, he's sitting there reading from the the, the script, right? I mean, I get you. You might write down your thoughts or whatever, right? But uh, it's this total blindness, right, to the uh, to the other side, essentially. Uh, check out this one. Speaking about you know standing up here for um, for a foreign nation. Imagine if this was like any. Imagine if this was a Turkish flag, a Norwegian flag, or like we got to stand with Norway of all these dual citizen Norwegian American citizenships that are like pushing for like more 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 funding for Norway. We got a military defense budget spending. We got to uh, we got to have Norwegian interests first. Uh, Ethno nationalism for Norwegians, right? These conservatives would be outraged about that. To be honest. I mean, especially if it was like a, you know, like an Arab country or something like that. But anyway, Phillies light up Citizens Bank Park, hold moment of silence for people of Israel. <clears throat> that's uh, that's sports ball for you right there, ladies and gentlemen. That's how it goes. Uh, okay. I wanted to play this from uh, Anthony Blinken here, too, because he's talking about the two-state solution type thing. Um, or yeah, but no, he's talking about the, that. Um, basically, he's saying we can't allow the people in Palestine to vote for the government that they want. That's that's what he's saying in this clip. Listen to this here. We had in-depth discussions about the steps that we are taking to address urgent needs on the ground. Uh, we all agreed that humanitarian pauses would advance key objectives to protect Palestinian civilians, to increase the sustained flow of humanitarian assistance to allow our citizens and foreign nationals to exit, and to facilitate the release of hostages. When it comes to post-conflict governance in Gaza, um, a few things are are clear and necessary. One, uh, Gaza cannot be uh, continued to be run by Hamas. Um, They're uh, going to decide that. That simply invites a repetition of October 7th, uh, and Gaza uses a place from which to launch terrorist attacks. So here we go with the, what, it's not even a nation, right, Palestine, it's not officially recognized. But here we go with the, we, we, have to, we have to force our way in there and tell them what they can or can't vote for. Ironically, these are the kinds of things that's happening in countries like Germany now. We'll, we'll, go, uh, we'll come around to that in a little bit here, too. But here we go, you know, Jewish Anthony Blinken, right, going to tell Palestinians what they can or can't vote for. I know there's some, amazingly, there's some, what, Palestinians are, like, not pro-Hamas, but, like, at, but at this point, and let's not even get into the background or who, who funded them at the right time and to, to prop them up and all that stuff. Yes, it was Israel. We, we know that stuff. We repeated those things many times. But, but still, just look, even looking to the side of, for that for a moment, because that is that argument, probably legit so, or, like, how do they, you know, did Israel stand down? They're funding. They have their, uh, you know spies in there right so they know this was going to happen blah 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 all those things are possibility possibilities still but the, but after everything you, you think bombing these kids like non-stop for a month now is going to cause less people to like yep hamas is like the only option no of course it's going to strengthen their resolve i i think israel thinks on one level that they're gonna, we're just gonna we're just gonna kill them all and those we don't kill yes we'll put temporarily in the sinai and then you know canada is going to take in half a million 
And America is going to take in half a million, and Europe is going to take in a million. And we'll send most of them to what was it again? Uh, uh, Greece and Spain was the Israeli foreign ministry had uh, uh, in intelligence Israeli intelligence ministry had outlined these um, suggestions, right? Essentially, or rather, there was a commission report on this. But that's what they want to do, and guys like this will oversee that, and he, they will enable that, and say we can't have uh, uh, we can't have uh, this political party essentially, right? Because that's what. I mean, technically, I'm not sure if that would, since it's not a state, it's a little bit different in terms of like how it's perceived by the outside world, just as a, not that that matters, but like as a legal technicality or whatever. But the point is they still hold elections, right? And and they voted for them because they're fucking nothing left. That's why. <laughs> what else can they do at this point? Like they, they control everything. They control their water, electricity, everything. And shut it off at any point. They bond them, you know, here and there every, every so often, right? Uh, it's also clear that Israel cannot occupy Gaza. What I've heard from Oh, yeah? We'll, we'll circle back around to that point. Israeli leaders is that they have no intent to reoccupy Gaza. I think they do. I think they're lying. We take control of Gaza. So the only question is, uh, are there, is there some transition period uh, that might uh, be necessary? And what might be the mechanisms uh, that you could put in place uh, for that uh, to make sure that there is security? That there is security. We've got to have your security. All right, so I think they're uh, going to look for that. Uh, they're going to do the Greater Israel Project. And some of the things they're pointing in that direction is things like this. Uh, let me lower that circle down in size a little bit so you can see the whole title there. Greater Israel Map provos Provokes Anger After Ministers' Comments. Now, this is not just anybody. This is, uh, what is his name again? Smorich? Smart Smartrich? Israel's finance minister, Beza, Bezalel Smotrich. It's been condemnation of him after he stood behind a podium adorned with a map of greater Israel. Check this out here. He spoke in Paris behind this map of greater Israel. Now, this is just a few months ago, like before this whole thing popped off. It includes the occupied Palestinian territories, Jordan, and parts of Syria. The Greater Israel Project genocide is now being promoted in the open. Of course, now they're dropping the bombs. It's going to lead us there. The Israeli settlement minister, uh, settler minister rather, uh, of finance spoke displaying a map annexing Palestine, parts of Syria, Lebanon, and all of Jordan. This shouldn't surprise anyone. It's their ideology, someone said here. Smotrich is a far-right, so he's a white, white supremacist fascist. <laughs> That's the Al Jazeera take here, right? Uh, he's a proponent of the illegal Israeli settlements and occupied land in the West Bank. In that Paris speech, he said that the Palestinian people were an invention. That's a classic one, right? There's no such thing as Palestinian. There's no such thing as a Palestinian people. See, that's why you can't murder them. You can't eradicate. There's nothing. What are you talking about? They, they don't, they're not even there. It's not, it's not happening. It's, it's, not, it's all just perfect gaslighting, right? Anyway, so there was more segments on this. We don't have to, uh, you know, go over this, you know, again and again. Uh, but yeah, Smotrich map of Greater Israel sparks condemnation. This is a lot of coverage of this, and again, this is back eight, seven months ago or so. And, the, and of course, now we're, we're we're getting to this point. And in fact, there was a statement. Let me see the date on this. Here, May twenty second. Uh, Ex-Mossad head, Smotrich turning Israel into state of all its citizens. Former senior members of Israeli security apparatus also warned of the consequences that may come from the policies of Netanyahu's far-right government. The former head of Mossad, Tamir Pardo, Pardo 
warned on Tuesday that the policies coming from Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's government are rendering a potential separation from Palestinians impossible and turning Israel into a, quote, state of all its citizens. So, smart rich, I would assume it would be... Un unless they can pull off that... Um, like, you know, deport them to Sinai and then to, like, Western countries primarily, you know, some maybe to Jordan. Jordan and Egypt is refusing, by the way. And uh, um, part of me is like, yeah, well, obviously they should help their, their people. Then at the same time, why should they deal with an issue which is, you know, Israel's problem, essentially, which I understand. But it is still interesting to note that they won't let in you know, some of they They have some of them already. So I shouldn't say they haven't done anything. Uh, but they don't. The West seems more like, sure, come on in, put them here. You know, Canada just like half a million. Sure, we need them. We need them. We need more scholars, and they're going to help us. We're, we have it's a bit of a short, you know, housing shortage in Canada. We got to bring in more refugees. That that's going to solve the housing issue uh, in Canada. That is uh, literally the argument. Uh, actually, I'm not even making that up. Um, but the other option then, if they don't do that, would be essentially to just absor what absorb them into. Israel as a one state, like it just, it's just, it's one country now. But Palestinians are probably going to be, you know, third, second, third, uh, you know, degree, what do you call it? Uh, citizen, right? Essentially. Uh, and from that point, there might just be such a level of, you know, depravity for them that they rather want to go. Uh, somewhere else and exit the territory. So we'll see what happens on that front. But it is kind of interesting that those greater Israel things. It, it, this is drop. This is like a Likudnik kind of guy, and there's this Chabad slash Likud kind of the the main main party, right? Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu's party. There's that kind of overlap as well. So a lot of religious stuff. They they're they're talking about the the red heifer is going to be born in 2024. They're going to do their temple thing now. They're going to. I mean, they, they want to move ahead with all this stuff, right? So that's you have that whole strand of this stuff as well. Uh, let me play you. This was kind of interesting. Uh, one of the State Department's uh, spooks uh, was cornered on the on this issue. Why is it a genocide in Ukraine when Russia does this, but in in Israel uh, that is not a genocide? Listen to this. Here. Okay, well, President Biden has accused the Russian government of genocide for its actions in Ukraine, where in two years. It has killed as many civilians as Israel has killed in one month in the Gaza Strip. So how do you account for that disparity where you're assisting one country and accusing the other of genocide when one the country you're assisting has systematically killed so many more people in one month? Those circumstances are totally and completely uh, not the same. And to make a comparison like that, candidly, is um, incredibly uh, uh, inappropriate. We have been, please don't, please don't interrupt me. We have been, uh, we have raised directly with uh, the Israeli government about the need to uh, distinguish between Hamas terrorists and uh, Palestinian civilians. Uh, this is something that the secretary has raised directly on his travels. He, uh, we even laid out that we believe that there are um, commitments that can be made additionally on dealing with protecting civilian life more effectively. Uh, and we're watching very closely to, to, to make sure that happens. Yeah, they're, uh, they're watching very closely to save those civilians over there. <laughs> I want to play this clip too. Just a bunch of nonsense, basically, right? Uh, it's been an interesting flip to see a lot of people that were like super hardcore against, you know, funding Israel, uh, funding Ukraine and stuff like that. 
mostly these con ink people who are like you know super pro russians and shit like that too uh they've have kind of flipped and now many of those well there's some of them that are like pro palestine as well they're pro super hardcore pro russia and now they're pro palestine but you have a conservative ink type click as well you've seen this the the, the departure uh, the departing parting of of these strands essentially right where they were super against ukraine the war there they didn't want to see that blah 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 no funding for them but now when israel is at war they're gung-ho and just like give them any money anything they want type thing right uh anyway this is a little interlude here it's actually a great video and it was a great start to, i don't know why they did this but i thought it was funny uh the way the video starts but it's still an interesting uh you know conclusion of the video where they talk about just how much israel kind of meddles in these type of situations right we talked about hamas and the funding of them the backstory to this it's just it's a constant like gay op <laughs> non-stop essentially uh but the yeah they they've, they've used a lot of different radical groups in, in in the region and this is one in terms of uh what happened in uh, lebanon uh, going after uh, American diplomats. Check this out. Now, it begins very funky, but I, I thought it was funny. Check this out. What's up, guys? We're making cheesy garlic bread. And we have to roast our garlic. Oh, that's gross looking, isn't it? Well, you want to know what else is gross? <laughs> awesome stuff. Perfect. On August 28th, 1980, a motorcade carrying the American ambassador to Lebanon, John Gunther Dean, was ambushed by men with automatic rifles and rocket launchers. The shootout left one car completely destroyed. One of Dean's bodyguards sprayed the assassins with automatic fire, and they dropped their weapons and fled. Dean, who was also accompanied by his wife and daughter, escaped alive and unharmed. Bulletproof plastic windows had saved Dean's life. After the attack, Dean, through Lebanese chief of intelligence Johnny Abdo, recovered the weapons, which were revealed to be American light anti tank weapons. Through their serial numbers, Dean was shocked to discover that the weapons had been sold to Israel in 1974. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Main responsibility was the front for the liberation of Lebanon from foreigners, ostensibly a Christian terrorist organization. But in 2018, it was revealed by Israeli journalist Ronan Bergman that the group was created by Mayor Dagan of the Israeli Defense Forces, that Israel ran the, quote, fictitious group from 1980 to 1983. Undoubtedly using a proxy, our ally Israel had tried to kill me. Dean was later forced into receiving psychiatric mm. treatment, where he was deemed mentally incapacitated and forced into retirement, a diagnosis later confirmed to be false. I, the, the cheesy bread part is, is just uh, it's great, wonderful, great way of doing it. <laughs> but whatever, I, I, I don't understand it, but it, but it's funny. Um, but yeah, so they, they do shit like they do shit like that, right? They they fund different groups and rat this blah blah blah, and they're just messing around as much as they can just to cause confusion and shit, uh, right? This Mossad, yeah, well, it used to be. Now they changed it. They made it some other proverb out of the Bible, or whatever. But yeah, to uh, uh, was a rule by deception is that what it is or something like that that's what it used to be i changed it so the question is uh, you know how they've used hamas and these other groups uh but that doesn't mean they have control of the situation uh that does not mean they kind of know exactly how this is going to play out they have ideas there might even be internal disagreements right between the different factions in israel and and outside of israel too for that matter uh, and I don't think it's just a straight line for them by far. It, it, this is, this is, it, it is complicated. There's a lot of moving parts, a lot of things you have to, you know, to, to piece this together and they might not pull it off, you know? So we'll, uh, we'll see what happens here. This, it's a, it's a kind of a make it or break it, uh, time for Israel. And part of that is because of what has happened in the West, frankly, I mean, we're their piggy bank essentially, right?
primarily America and Germany, but you know, even, even so, there's there's many other European countries that are giving money to Israel. And we have to be there to support them militarily and back them. And, oh, don't you dare talk, you know, bad about Israel at the UN you know, headquarters or whatever. And, of course, the more non-whites and uh, the anti-white uh, coalition joins forces and gets more and more political leverage in the West, uh, the less chance it is that Israel is going to be very favored by the West. Um, so then, of course, they won't be able to have that support. So they have to have whatever they want to have in place before that happens. And now is the time for them to move. And that's why it's happening now, I believe. Uh, all right. So in the UK, we've got to cover this a little bit. You have this upcoming uh, Remembrance Day, right? Uh, on, on the 11th, I believe it is. Remember, Remembrance Weekend, even. Uh, headline here this is what is this iNews or something the UK far right and football hooligans main risk of public disorder at pro-Palestinian march police fear organizers are refusing a request from the Met Police to postpone their rally in London on Saturday amid fears of disturbances Police have identified far-right groups and football hooligans organizing counter-protests to pro-Palestinian demonstrations in London as the main risk of public disorder ahead of the Remembrance Weekend. I understands. Great, it's like X. X understands. Uh, organizers, including the Palestine Solidarity Campaign, have refused a request from the Metropolitan Police to postpone their rally on Saturday and are hoping as many as one million people will show their support for a ceasefire in the war between Hamas and Israel. The force conceded on Tuesday that the threshold needed for a legal ban on the march has not been reached, despite political pressure to prevent it from going ahead. Prominent far-right figures, as well as groups linked to football hooliganism, have issued rallying cries for supporters to descend on London this weekend, with some organizing to meet at locations such as Victoria Station before gathering to, quote, protect monuments. Now, I... if. If only this was the issue, right, of, of actually standing up for, for British and, and, and UK values. But that's not most likely what's going to happen. So, of course, they mention here in here Tommy Robinson, uh, English Defense League, which, of course, is more left of the ADL, right? Uh, the, the JDL, uh, actually directly, not a ADL, the, the, the JDL, right? The Jewish Defense League. Super super gung-ho pro-Israeli Zionist, essentially. And this was pointed out. We'll get, we'll, we'll come back to him in a moment here of, of how he plays into this. Okay, if there was like, we're going to stand up for Britain and British values and all stuff. No, this crowd, if they do show up, number one, I think they're going to be vastly outnumbered by all these crazy anti-white, uh, you know, kind of fuck, fuck whitey, fuck colonialism type protesters who are going to rally under the guise of, you know, let's have a ceasefire uh, in, in uh, between Hamas and Israel. And there might look. There might be some sincere people that are not super anti-white or whatever in the in the crowd, but mostly that's what it's going to be, because that's what happened under the anti-colonialist programming and all that shit that's been happening for decades in in Western countries and the UK. And um, now they've opened the borders to all these people, and they hate us. They're in our countries. They hate us, and they think we're with Israel, and Israel's with with us. And it's the same thing, and it's no no differentiation here. Uh, so anyway, pri the prime minister here. He was selected too, right? He was just like, just like Leo Vardikar was. Was he? No, he was elected. He was actually elected by the people, I believe. But uh, 
the Scottish guy, right? He was he was not actually uh, elected by the people. He was selected by a few internally in his party, taking over after the previous uh, weirdo there, right? Um, super anti-white one in Scotland. What's his name again? Forget his name now. Um, disrespectful pro-Palestine march will go ahead on Armistice Day, Prime Minister says. This is Rishi Rishi Sunak, right? I don't think he was he wasn't he wasn't elected, right? He just got in there after. Same, same thing there that happened in, in Scotland. Uh, the Prime Minister met with the chief of the Metropolitan Police for a crisis meeting this afternoon and had vowed to hold him accountable for the commissioner's decision to greenlight the demonstration on 11th of November. And there's the classic cenotaph there, right? The glorious dead. The glorious. When you piece. When you put these things together, right, it's, man, it's so wicked, right? The glorious dead. We showed a picture like this in the latest Western Warrior. This, this is what it's come to, right? The Royal British Legion just surrounded by a sea of non-white people and Palestinian flags and all this shit. And, uh, and yes, it's these, uh, these memes are coming true. Uh, British to, uh, to be, to Toby, says in the paper there, but... Text is actually very difficult difficult to do with the AI, um, the AI generative uh, models that you use. By the way, British to be a minority, but this, this encapsulates it, right? So, World War One soldier, the British soldier, is this what we fought for? Right? This is a classical fun. If we hadn't fought in the war, we would have been invaded by foreigners. Yeah, we wouldn't speak. At least we're not speaking German, <laughs> right? That's 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 where we are. Um, this is what it's all about. This is what they were fighting for, folks. This is this is it um, to be to be replaced to be to become a minority uh, in their own countries. That's what they uh, that's what they that's what they were standing up for. So that's actually uh, becoming a reality now in Britain. Uh, these memes, it's it's happening. This was an interesting passage. Just re- real quick to that point as well. The book Unknown Warriors by Nicola Pringle is a collection of letters from Second World War veterans with memories of wartime and thoughts on life since the end of the war and the country today. Here are some of the experts regarding the book taken from news articles about the same. What is extraordinarily about the, uh, extraordinary about the 150 replies he received, which he has now published as a book, is the vehement insistence that those who made the ultimate sacrifice in the war would be now turning in their graves. I sing no song for the once proud country that spawned me, wrote a sailor who who fought the Japanese in the Far East, and I wonder why I ever tried. They feel in a word that leaps out in time and time again, betrayed. Immigration tops the list of complaints. Our country has been given away to foreigners, while we, the generation who fought for freedom, well, did you then? are having to sell our homes for care and are being refused medical services because incomers come first. Her words may be offensive to many, and rightly so. No, fuck you. But Sarah Robinson defunctly uh, states, we are affronted by the appearance of Muslim and Sikh costumes on our streets. As a group, they felt furious at not being able to speak their minds. They see the lack of debate and the da- uh, damning of dissenters, uh, dissenters as racists or little Englanders as deeply uns- upsetting affronts to freedom of speech. Our British culture is draining away at an even increasing pace, wrote an ex-Durham light infantryman. And we are almost forbidden to make any comments. It's just, it's so fucking sad. It is, it's, 
gut-wrenching, right? <sighs> well, good job, lads. You definitely you definitely fought on the right side. Look, I know it was a different time, and these people, they believed authority, they believed the government, they believed they they, they it's it was it was hard. It's not they didn't have the internet and all those things, right? But it's just like Oh man. And now this guy is sitting here like, oh, we gotta, you know, we got yeah, we gotta let these protests go ahead. I was like, sure, have the protest, right? I, but but then ironically, the vest is like, we have to we have to have them in our country, but we have to forbid forbid them from having you know for for being anti-Israeli, right? Wasn't that what, what happened in Germany? They were like, um, if you're not sufficiently you know pro-Israel, we we we're going to deport you. <laughs> That's what they're talking about now. As they're banning like alternative for Deutschland, we'll come around to that later. But anyway, uh, I'm getting lost here in in, in all the uh, different tangents, but. Uh, so on that, on the other side there, of course, you do have you have Tommy Robinson, <clears throat> right? This guy, remember, remember this guy? Just like a, just like a Nigel Farage. There's clips out there of them, of them being very proud of having destroyed the oh the, no the the real racist. This is not about racism. It's just Islam. We can be replaced. It's just we need you know Nigel Farage. Farage says we just need to do it slowly. And Tom Robinson's like, well, we can have it. No, it doesn't matter what color they are. Ethnicity doesn't matter. Just can't have Islam. But anyway, there he is in his Mossad t-shirt. Right? Here's another one. Israel Defense Forces. Right? Is that an Orthodox priest down in Jerusalem or something? And then the other guy behind him there has this, has that Mossad uh, t-shirt on as well. So he's the one who's going to, you know, defend our monuments. Right? So we now have this clear, we'll, we'll, we'll see where this goes, but just my, my hunch here, my hunch is that you'll see like them out with like Israel flags. There might be some UK flags among them too, but you, you're going to see them. It's not a standing up for Britain or the UK. This is standing up for, for Zionism and Israel and and protecting Jews. Right, that's that's what this is going to be. That's the football hooligans uh, angle here. It might not be all of them again, right? But a guy like Tommy Robinson is going to push it in that direction. There's a couple of choice clips here from Tommy. If there was a war tomorrow, which there will be, because I'll probably start at the end of the session. If there was a war and it kicked off, I would be there on the front line fighting for Israel. Yeah. Do you know why? Why not? Why not? Why not? So I had to bring Benjamin Netum uh, Palestine, I can't remember his name. And then I got my Zionist card out, which said, I am a Zionist. And then I bought everything. Well, you didn't buy nothing. Shalom. <laughs> Harry, listen, let me tell you something. Yeah? If there was a war tomorrow, which there will be, I'll oh, the, okay, that is part of that. Okay, I didn't know that was the longer clip of it. Okay, so we just got that. They should have included that part of it too. Okay, thought it was two different clips. Here's another one. Shalom, shalom, everybody. If you could just please send a kind donation to TR News to help us wipe out the white race. <clears throat> Look, I know he's being facetious there, but uh, anyway, uh, was it uh, Keith Woods had a good thread? Uh, just looking at some of the people he's been working for, his support, and apparently he's been reinstated also on Twitter now. Oh, the goddamn X, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and apparently there's now, there's been, I don't have any screenshots or anything like this, but I heard people mentioning it. 
about there's people and influencer just like during the COVID times that wanted to you know they approached them and said here can you shield the vax they're trying to approach certain influencers to be like more pro-israel and shit like this and like take their side and they're like losing the, the online information war anyway uh yeah rebel media david horowitz freedom center there's a few other ones let me see yeah the middle east forum was one of the early ones i remember the middle east forum he got funds from them right Robert Shillman, this is all, all uh, groups that uh, Tommy Robinson is tied to. Uh, Tommy Robinson benefited from the from a Shillman Fellowship, a program run by tech billionaire Robert Shillman. Perfect name there. Shillman is a board member of Friends of the Israeli Defense Forces. Uh, David Horowitz Center was created by Jewish neoconservative David Horowitz, author of Why Israel is, is the Victim. Of course, he's worked for Rebel Jews. I'm sorry, Rebel News, Rebel Media, um, and uh, yeah, yeah, Avi Yemeni. He's worked together with him, uh, who's previously been we uh, serving him with the IDF and shit like that. Uh, so anyway, the the thread was going on there, but yeah, the good stuff from Keith Woods uh, exposing this this clown. Uh, but apparently, he was upset. Did I bring, did I bring that clip in? Let me see if I, yes, he did. He was upset about uh, uh, Keith Woods thread here uh, tommy it does frustrate me i read all these people and ah some, some irish clown at the minute who's sitting just spouting got pictures of me of a mossad t-shirt there's a picture of me on the tank in golan heights i'm driving through his two things I <laughs> is he on coke this guy it does frustrate me i read all these people and ah some, some irish clown at the minute who's sitting just spouting got pictures of me of a mossad t-shirt there's a picture of me on the tank in golan heights i'm driving through his two things I. Look, I felt kind of sorry for him when he was in jail. We did a segment of that time. He was, he's, he's, he's been treated unfairly, and he's done some good things on the like the, the exponents thing, the rape gangs and stuff like that. But just the way that he's turned against like the the BNP or just like Farage, right, or, or Mark Collett, or well, we 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 you know we destroyed the real Nazis or the real racists, blah blah blah. Not standing up for English uh, British people, you know, shit like that. Uh, he's just a stooge, and he and he's go, and it might be a complete shit show by the way in uh, in london this weekend we'll keep an eye on that too <sighs> anyway it's just it's just aggravating right it's aggravating so while all this shit is going on in the uk <laughs> here's the more uh, here are the more important things i think was this a, yeah this was the uk right just stop oil so with all this shit happening right now now is the time, folks, to uh, uh, to to pressure uh, for us to to uh, completely eliminate any kind of uh, ability to like take care of our industries or uh, heat our homes or shit like that. We got to stop oil. The, the the carbon you know carbon dioxide scare uh, is back on the menu. Check out this clip here. They're hammering. What was it again? They're destroying. Uh, yeah, Rockby Venus targeted uh, in uh, in a. Art Gallery. Check this out here. Women did not get the vote by voting. It is time for deeds and not words. It is time to just stop oil. Politics is failing us. Politics filled women in 1914. If millions will die due to new oil and gas licensing, millions if we love history if we love art and if we love our families we must just stop 
oil. Right at the end of the video, that's the proof that this guy is in it to try to get laid uh, with this uh, with this his brown girlfriend there. Look, look, look at that hand clutching at the end there. <clears throat> He's like, "My love, I'm gonna reach out. I'm gonna do it right now." <laughs> Pure fucking soy, ladies and gentlemen. That's the visual, the textbook soy is, is that guy right there. You're not gonna get laid, man. Drop it. Uh, activists arrested. Just, just up oil activists arrested after Rockaby Venus targeted. Is that the name of the painting? I mean, I've seen it multiple times. Who's the who's the uh, painter there? Oh, it's Velasquez. Okay, yeah, yeah, I've seen him many times. Diego Velasquez. He's done some great stuff. Uh, Rockaby Venus. I've actually never heard. Rockaby Venus. Okay. I wonder what it's called. Is that the translation of the works? I assume it was called something else in, uh, was it from? Portugal, or was it from Spain, the guy? Anyway, two just-stop-oil protesters, one of them, who simply tried to get laid, have been arrested after glass protecting the Rockby Venus painting at the National Gallery in London was smashed. The Met Police said two activists had been arrested on suspicion of causing criminal damage. Yeah, it's highly suspicious at this point. Uh, just Stop Oil named the pair as Hannon 22 and Harrison 20 and said safety hammers were used to smash the glass. Meanwhile, police said about 100 Just Stop Oil protests were arrested after slow uh, slow marching in the road at Whitehall. God damn it, these people just... Can we? Can they, can these Hamas protesters just like take these people out or something? Maybe, they, maybe we can have one stone to get two flies here. Uh, they vandalized artwork by Diego Velasquez in sixteen in the 1600s. Uh, it was previously slashed by suffragette Mary Richardson in 1914. Oh, so that's why they picked that. Oh God. Yeah, thank God we the women could vote. Look at where we look at where we are now. Thank God, it's just so much better now. All right. Anyway, here they are, a bunch of soy, pure soy. So you know, nothing else, nothing better to do, I guess. Got to try to stop oil. Uh, Nazarite1776 says, hey, that brown fella is full of shit. Uh, who was that again? Which, which one of them? <laughs> anyway, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, Lampshade Denier says, I was in Park City, Utah, and white boomer grandma tells someone how she loves her mixed family and how she is appalled by what she sees on TV. What does she see on TV? Uh, as if the TV, yeah, exactly. As if the TV isn't showing mixed race, uh, shoving mi mixed races down our throats. I wish TV was pushing for whites only families. Yeah, well, how the hell do they piece? See, that's what's amazing. They, they they have this version of what they think it is. She probably thinks of TV like in the 1980s. That's what's in her memory still. You know what I mean? Where it actually was white. Another <laughs> uh, one here from uh, Veritas X4, Locus Lad. Uh, I'm a veteran and my vet, uh, vet number, I'm not going to read that, Australian regular army injured during service uh db payments until pension was severely injured as 17 years old uh cavalry trooper really prince of wales cavalry division light horse uh he is the king now lols uh how old am i oh that little yemenite avi is a cunt yeah avi yemeni i know uh man we play some hilarious clips with him being i like the ones when he was being um when he's talking with uh, uh thomas uh, sowell right 
not uh, uh, Sewell, not the uh, <laughs> not the not the African American, uh, you know, ANCAP genius, but the the um, nationalist down in Australia. Anyway, thank you, uh, Loki's lad or Veritas. Appreciate that. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's that's interesting. Yeah, so Prince of Wales I actually have that clip. We can play that because it's a good timing there. There's no there's no difference right between between this and and what what. Uh, now King Charles is is advocating for. Here, here's his speech. This was on the seventh, so yesterday, I believe. Uh, and they're doing this symbolically because it's on the the Beer Hall Putsch uh, anniversary. They're secretly Nazis. That's what's going. On. Now, anyway, listen to this here. My lords and members of the House of Commons, it is mindful of a legacy of service and devotion to this country set by my beloved mother, the late Queen that I deliver this, the first King's speech, in over 70 years. The impact of COVID and the war in Ukraine have created significant long-term challenges for the United Kingdom. That is why my government's priority is to make the difficult but necessary long-term decisions to change this country for the better. Oh, good. Let's, uh, let's hear it. Are you finally going to deal with the immigration? My minister's focus is on increasing economic growth. Ah, yes, the GDP. And safeguarding the health and security of the British people for generations to come. Yes, so you do that by opening the borders uh, harder and faster and wider. My government will continue to take action to bring down inflation, to ease the cost of living for families and help businesses fund new jobs and investments. Legislation will be introduced to strengthen the United Kingdom's energy security. Here we go. Check this out. And reduce reliance on volatile international energy markets and hostile foreign regimes. This bill will support the future licensing of new oil and gas fields. Oh, really? Hang on, hang on. Regimes. This bill will support the future licensing of new oil and gas fields, helping the country to transition to net zero by 2050. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, am, I, am I misreading this here? Because I heard the last, I actually, I listened to it and I was like, I heard the last part, like, of, oh, trans net zero by 2050, right? That's the literally the, the absolute zero agenda. We've shown the screenshots many times. They want nothing by 2050. Licensing new oil and gas fields? How, uh, am I missing? Am I missing something here? Is, there, I mean, is something so obvious? I'm, it just goes completely over my head. I mean, that's great. Sure, you sh you should do that. Go ahead with with the oil and gas fields, whatever. You know, I mean, you, if you don't have anything to back it up with, if you don't have any other energy source, good. How does this? How do, how does how do they square this circle? And reduce reliance on volatile international energy markets. Yeah, but I know that, right? They they painted themselves into a corner by like you know decommissioning power plants. They turned to Russia for cheap gas. Now Nord Stream blown up by America, NATO countries, whatever. Uh, boom, that's gone. What do we do? They're standing with their pants down, right? So I get that. So they. He's saying we have to turn to oil and gas and do and further, uh, you know, new, new fields and stuff like that. But then at the same time, right after he drops the, the, the 2050 shit with net zero, listen to this again. And hostile foreign regimes. This bill will support 
the future licensing of new oil and gas fields, helping the country to transition to net zero by 2050 without adding undue burdens on households. <clears throat> All right. Okay. I mean, I, I don't know how you do that, but maybe I'm missing something. Maybe, <laughs> maybe something. Uh, net zero and oil field licensing doesn't seem to get together. They will grow fuel, not food. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know uh, what he means by that. To be honest, and it's a complete contradiction to me. But the point is, like, uh, the one number one issue is like immigration, basically. That that is the number one issue, right? We we could have we can clear a lot of this up by by stopping immigration and starting mass deportation of uh, tons of people. But that's not something that's being addressed, of course, because everybody's British. Blah blah blah. So here's um, here's to underline the point, right? of what some of these protesters uh, believe when they're in our countries. Uh, here's from Germany. Uh, and maybe I'll, I'll need to narrate this here too for the uh, podcast audience. Uh, here's a Muslim being interviewed in Germany here, right? I don't want... Uh, let, me, let me go back here. So, so quick in the beginning here. Here we go. I am more against the people that say... I don't want Sharia in Germany. That is nonsense. We change... Uh, who change Islam? You want authentic Islam? Uh, someone asked here. The translation is going to be wonky here. Everybody who calls himself a Muslim must want the Sharia on the whole world. I want Sharia in Germany, definitely. You would nullify the German constitution if you could? Someone else asks here. Of the uh, of the Muslim in Germany? Definitely. Definitely. Okay, thanks. How? How? Which one? How, for example? How could you turn Germany into an Islamic state? How, for example? According to the writings, if you are in the majority. There we go. If you are in the majority, just as you explained, we are ordered to occupy, or within parentheses, capture Germany. Definitely. So it's a Muslim, it's an Islamic obligation to occupy Germany? Definitely, definitely. I respect your honesty, and you are against those liberals that say, No, that's not true, and we should live together in peace. I'm not sure what he, what he answered to that. Someone else asked him here, What happens to homosexuals? <laughs> they, uh, according to my, I think they are being thrown off a mountain. <laughs> it's a hadith, it's a custom. So in the Islamic State, it was skyscrapers they were thrown off of. So death sentences, definitely, right? Yeah. Anyway, he doesn't reply to that. But anyway, yeah, when we're the majority, we'll take over. That's uh, that's basically what he says right there. Uh, that is that is that is uh, Germany for you. Uh, oh, I f remember, I forgot to sneak this in here too. If remembering this is apparently Sargon is advising people to join Tommy's protest on Saturday. Retarded, don't listen to him. Yeah, I think that'll be a. I I think I, that could go really fucking bad to be honest. But we'll see what we'll see what happens. Um, um, yeah. Anyway, we'll leave that there for now. Uh, but yeah, so 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 Germany, right? Germany is being taken over. Literally, it's happening in many other European countries as well. Of course. 
Sweden, France, it's it's just out of control. And yet these are not any of the issues that like the establishment, the, the elite really are dealing with. Uh, and here's the warning, going back to uh, your initial comment there, there, Shurisker, early in the stream, right? Uh, German, uh, German Chancellor Olaf Scholz said on uh, X or something, the Hitler putsch began in Munich 100 years ago this evening. Our lesson, we must protect and defend our democracy against anyone who wants to undermine it. Are they addressing these kinds of Muslims that want to take over the, uh, the country? Of course not. No, this is, in fact, this is about the AFD, which again then would be a party that would try to deal with immigration, deal with some of those problems. The only response now by the German government is to, government is to classify AFD as an extremely right-wing party while they keep the borders open, letting in these hostile you know, enemies, these colonialists from uh, Middle East and nor Northern Africa into Germany. And then at the same time, they want to try to control what they feel and think about Israel, <laughs> and, but not Germany. Germany, they can want to conquer. That's fine. But man, if you talk down to Zionism, if you're one of these Muslims or whatnot, you could very well be deported from Germany. Uh, incredible. Federal Office uh, for the Protection of the Constitution says that the AFD, Alternative für Deutschland, Alternative for Germany, uh, specifically the Saxony-Anhalt kind of uh, branch of this, is definitely right-wing extremist. After Turing Thuringia, the Federal Office for the Protection of the Constitution also classifies the AFD in Saxony-Anhalt as proven right-wing extremist. This was announced by the head of the Saxony-Anhalt Office for the Protection of the Constitution, uh, Holman in Magdenburg. A few days ago, the AFD scored uh, hi higher than the Christian Democratic uh, is a union or something CDU uh, party, the Christian Democratic Party in Saxony-Anhalt for the first time, according to an INSA poll. Uh, so they're like heading in the direction of winning some of these elections, right? Which basically is like you're only, you're, that, that window is basically just, it's closing in like right now. Like if they can't do that, that, that it would be, it would be a fallout. It would be impossible, right, to, to, to deal with it. Some people said that window is already closed or whatever. Um, interestingly, you do have, the only other thing that could turn this in a different direction would essentially be if some of these Muslims set up their own parties and they started voting for them, right? So you have the majority of Muslims, instead of voting just for the kind of the, the in this case, maybe the Christian Democratic, I'm not sure why they would vote Christian Democratic, but they probably vote the Die Linke, right? They vote the, the left-wing party in Germany, or maybe the Greens even, or something like that, because they know that they're like shit lips, right? So they're on the Muslim side. But, as happened in Sweden, right, they set up a party called Nuance, or uh, <laughs> what's the translation of that? Uh, nuance. Uh, anyway, whatever, the stupid name. And if all the Muslims flood to those parties that are distinctly Muslim, that would take a significant portion away from the left-wing parties, potentially opening up for, and then you have the other face palm in this, the super pro-Israeli nationalist parties in Europe, like Sweden Democrats. I'm not sure, I, I assume the AFD is probably super gung-ho about Israel. Maybe, I don't know, but you know what I mean? So, so, so that's the other problem with this, right? But just, just... Okay, take, take, push that to the side for now. Just looking at the issue, can we get a fucking party anywhere in Europe that's like puts their foot down in terms of immigration and, and closes the border, right? Let's, let's just begin there. We can deal with the second, third, fourth layer, whatever. And maybe that's possible. Interesting thing in the UK regarding that is the Labour Party. Now, they had uh, 
what's the previous guy in the Labour Party, and then now they have Kerry Starmer, right? What's the, what's the other guy's name? I forget, forgetting the the guy's name. Um, he was accused of anti-Semitism. Maybe Chad Hazard could remind me. Uh, he, he was in, and he was accused of. Uh, anti-Semitism in the Labour Party and stuff, and it was like a lot of Muslims kind of in there, they're voting for them. And all of a sudden, then, interesting people like David Collier, right, who's now fled to Israel, who's one of these open-border activists, <laughs> who was a Labour Party member, managed to kind of shift that, right? Oh, we gotta, we have to, uh, we have to get uh, the, the anti-Semitism out of the Labour Party. And then they got Kerry Starmer in there, which is like, Jeremy Corbyn, thank you guys, yeah, you guys... On point in chat. Thank you, everybody. Um, yes, Jeremy Corbyn, right? So it's like well, maybe kind of like one of his redeeming qualities was like maybe we, I don't know, call me crazy, but maybe we shouldn't like just make everything about Israel or fund Israel or like stand up for Zionism or whatever. So anyway, Corbyn's out in with Kerry Starmer, and now the Muslims are angry, especially after all this shit with the pro-Palestinian, uh, uh, you know, protest. So it might very well be, I heard the rumors about this, that might, might actually form just a strictly like Muslim party in the UK. Or in England, I forget if it's UK-wide or whatnot. Scotland has their own thing. Wales have their own thing, I think, right? Um, so England, right, would be a, a distinctly Muslim party. And they might actually be drawn towards that, which would then take a bunch of votes away from, like, Labour. <clears throat> not, not that that matters, frankly, because what options now in England do they have, frankly? Maybe that's a bad example because, I mean... At least in Germany, they have the AFD. At least in Sweden, we have the Sweden Democrats. You know, Spain has the Vox Party. Uh, you know, there, there are a couple of examples like that, right? You have the um, National Front. Uh, what is it called now? Change name, France, right? Marine Le Pen and stuff like that. And again, they're far from, I mean, lots of problems with these parties. And as I said, annoyingly, in many cases, they're like super gung-ho Israel. Uh, but you could kind of see like a last-minute window here that like they get, somehow mad, miraculously those parties get in but instead of dealing with like some of the issues that we're having in Europe, they're like, we need to go fight wars for Israel. I, this could turn any, you could take any turn, any crazy turn, <laughs> essentially, uh, at the end of this. We'll see how this plays out. But it's very interesting in Germany that basically the protection of democracy, democracy basically uh, uh, now means banning political parties that are getting them essentially the majority of the vote. Why? Well, to protect the Constitution. And why? Well, because of the, uh, you know, the, the, that a bad Austrian painter, the the beer putsch hall, you know what I mean? Because of this guy <clears throat> right here. That's why we got to do it. We got to keep this guy out of power, folks. He, he's he's going he's gonna to come back at any moment. Look at that little girl there, by the way, too. Look at that again. What do you think she's crying about? You think she's crying because that's an evil, wicked leader that she was forced to uh, shake the hands with? <clears throat> I don't think so. I think she's, uh, I think she's crying about something else. Maybe about how uh, he restored honor uh, to his people after the Weimar period, or something like that. Oh man, oh man, did we, uh, we make a boo boo there, huh? Second World War. All right, that just makes me depressed. <laughs> Anyway, all right, guys, I'm actually going to wrap up right there. Thank you for joining us, guys. Hope you enjoyed the stream uh, today. Always a pleasure having you with us. I almost have to show, we almost have to show the last. This is what it's all about right here, ladies and gentlemen. Never forget. Never forget the objective, okay? All right, that's what it's about right there. Kids, if you can have them, have as many white kids as possible. Uh, I thought it was a beautiful picture there. 
So join us over at RedHouseMaps.com. Thank you to new members joining us as well. We really appreciate your support. It's always a pleasure having you with us. We're going to be back here soon with more, of course. But uh, until then, thank you so much to our executive producers today. T. Lothrop Stoddard, V. Miller, Resin Revolt, Good Luck Lap, Jake, Red Pill Rundown, French 47, Mark Smith, No One Jeebs, President Obunga. We also have Mongoose, William Fox, Angry White Soccer Mom, The Second Wanderer, Operation Werewolf. We also have The Ride Never Ends, Francis Parker Yaki, Dill Bob, Last Place Simp, Joseph Hart, Purple Haze, Colin Marriott, and Kami Combo Deal. Thank you. We also have our producers today, Mr. Walker696, Johansson, Leroy Dumond, Snark Pup, Eyes Open, Mr. Lemry, Euronew, Obadiah Hakeswill, Perfect Brute, Single Action Army, HB Lovecraft, and Dixie Drone Force. Thank you, guys. Appreciate all of you. If you do want to get one of those, check it out at Odyssey or Subscribestar or RedEyesMembers.com, wherever you have your subscriptions. A great way to support us. You want to shout out at the end of the show. And if you did sign up for one of those recently, just send us an email. Uh, or a DM on Subscribestar, what have you, and uh, redassetproductmail.com, by the way, and we'll get you back into the rotation as soon as possible. Thank you, guys. We'll see you on the next one. Stay cool, everybody, and uh, keep fighting. We'll see you on the next one. Take care. Thank you for watching. Go to redicemembers.com and sign up for our exclusive members content. Don't miss our latest shows, interviews, and other videos only for subscribers. You can also become a member by signing up at subscribestar.com forward slash red eyes. Get full access and help support our work. See you on the other side.